I usually do okay when it comes to keeping in touch with pop culture, particularly in the area of technology. But there are some times where I don't feel too bad about being out of the loop in how people use that technology. Case in point, the past couple of weeks. So there's a website that's designed specifically for people who are seeking to have an adulterous affair. And while that really shouldn't come as a surprise, that's not news, the site's been around since 2001. What has really caught the public's attention, though, is the news that hackers broke in and recently stole the customer data of over 32 million user accounts, accounts used to access this service, and they've posted that data online. Now, Again, that shouldn't be a surprise that such a site exists or that it was hacked and this data stolen because the world around us doesn't really have that clear of a picture of what marriage is, what it's supposed to be. Is it about happiness? How the person you're with makes you feel right now? Is it about commitment? About having somebody with you for the long haul? Or is it about wav tu wav, as some have proclaimed? <laughs> if we're looking to the culture around us for a definition of what marriage is supposed to be, instead of turning to the one who instituted it, who created it, how can we not expect people to be lost and adrift, making up their own rules as they go? And we, we are part of the problem. We don't speak enough about marriage in the church. When was the last time that you heard a sermon about marriage outside of a wedding service? And for that matter, when was the last time that you attended a Christian wedding? Marriage isn't a topic that usually pops up in the readings that we have before us from week to week. And as Preachers who want to be faithful to the text before us, we don't go looking to wedge it in where it isn't meant to be. But here it is today, and thanks be to God for that. We all need to hear this message of God's word on what marriage and family are meant to be because they are huge parts of our lives, not just as Christians, not just as the church, but as human beings. In fact, starting in a few weeks' time, Pastor Mian is going to be leading a course on marriage, sexuality, and the state starting up on our kickoff Sunday in September. I encourage you to come and join us for that. Well, today's text from Ephesians chapter 5 speaks to everybody who is part of a family. If you're married or single, if you are a parent or a child, if you are a husband or a wife, there is something here for you to hear today. Instead of defining marriage by what it isn't, let's look at what God's design for marriage is, what our relationships as family are meant to be. But as we move forward, though, it's vitally important that we remember what has gone before over these past weeks of summer, particularly in the past few weeks as we've looked at Ephesians chapter 4, now moving into this part of Ephesians chapter 5, Consider what that message has been. You can go back and take a look on the website, hear, read the sermons. But now as we come to this point, we'll see that our relationships as Christians, as the people of God, 
are to be based in walking in love, walking in the light of Christ as imitators of God. That's where Christian families, Christian marriages, find the root of life together in Christ. And that looks radically different from what the world around us expects. And one of the greatest stumbling points that people today have with God's design for marriage comes from an overly quick reading of Ephesians 5, verses 22 through 24. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. That's probably not a first choice marriage verse today. And that's the case in part because this passage is often fundamentally misunderstood. When people hear the word submit today, it usually carries a connotation of having to admit that some other person, some other force is more powerful than you. Someone is forcing or coercing you into obedience. That's not the kind of relationship that God has planned for his people, especially husbands and wives. Rather, submission is a gift given by the wife to her husband. The wife holds her will back, not because she is being forced to do so, but because she is worshiping God through this act of self-giving love and service. Looking back at Ephesians 5.21, the verse that immediately precedes our text today, we'll see that Christians are called to be submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ as part of our life together in the light. We are called to restrain our self-interest out of love for each other as for Christ. But lest you think that husbands are getting shown some kind of favoritism here, Keep reading. Husbands don't get a free pass from God. Far from it. If anything, they're given a profound responsibility and an awesome task. The very next instruction that Paul shares is, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. In fact, this majority of this passage from Ephesians chapter 5 here is devoted to showing husbands what it means to love their wives. So men and boys, pay special attention. God is calling you to love your wife even as Jesus loved the church. How did Jesus do that? Look to the cross. Jesus died for his church. As a husband, you are called to deny your own self-interest and put the care of your wife and your family first and foremost in life. Take care of your wife as if you were taking care of your own body, as Paul says, or even better than you take care of your own body. For by doing so, you benefit not only your wife, but yourself through your marriage. And should it be necessary, It is your calling to lay down your life in self-giving love and service to protect your family. 
Look to reflect Christ in everything that you say and do as a husband. And as a father, if that particular blessed vocation has been given to you. Children. And we are all children with respect to our parents. God has instruction for you here today, too. Honor your parents and obey their instruction as it reflects God's care and instruction for you. Even if you've got a bad parent, respect the role that God has entrusted to them in your life, even if they don't. That's an especially tough thing to do when we have a parent who who neglects the responsibility that God has given, that puts their own interest ahead of their child's or their family's. However, as Paul writes, God remembers the child who honors their parent. And for your part, you who are parents, especially fathers, you are to show your children the grace and love that your heavenly father has shown to you as you raise them up. Exercise patience in teaching them and instilling discipline in them, acting unselfishly and caringly in all things. You are God's instrument to deliver care and protection to those placed under you. What is marriage? Simply put, it reflects the relationship of Christ with his church. Marriage is meant to proclaim the good news of Jesus' self-giving love for all people. As imitators of God in Christ, with him as our template, we are called to share life together in mutual love and humble service, something which is especially true for the Christian family. And marriage and family, they are truly gifts from God. They don't always look to be gifts, though, especially because we fall short in our roles. Husbands regularly fail to love their wives as Christ loved the church. And wives don't always honor and respect their husbands. Children disobey their parents and rebel against parental authority. In these ways and more, our marriages and our families frequently fall short. It's impossible to have a marriage or a family as it is meant to be outside of Christ. Husbands, wives, and children, we all must depend on God's forgiveness, on his fortification. In this way, too, we reflect that relationship between Christ and his church because we are that church. We look to our Lord who gives us what we most need in that forgiveness and renewal that he pours forth for us. So living life together as imitators of Christ in mutual love, in humble service. Your marriage, your family, they will be different from those lived outside of Christ. If a wife sees her husband living out his calling to selflessly care for her and for their family in a Christ-like way, how much easier is it for her to gladly submit herself to him If a child sees God lovingly caring for them through their parents, how will that shape their willing obedience to parental authority? 
If a parent remembers the great responsibility and awesome gift that God has given to them in their child, how can that not shape the way in which they raise them up? In the home that is built with Christ at its center, not just as template, but as Lord, marriage and family become what they are meant to be as means through which God's self-giving love is delivered both to us and to all the world around us. Whatever else may come, where a family lives life together in mutual love and humble service in Christ, that home is indeed blessed. Amen. Amen.